Hey everybody, welcome back to Torch the Tavern. I've got the table ready, put a, a cloth on it this time. I even cleaned it. There's no rings on the stain into the wood. I had them refinished. I uh, pulled up a chair and I brought the best brandy out because I love you. And, well, I need visitors, much like Kendra. So, if you could just put a copper in the till and make sure that you adhere to our two-drink minimum, that would be much obliged. Thank you. But anyway, I am your Grand Master, Jameson Oxford, and today we continue the harrowing journey of our boys through a hell-stormed, portal-infested college campus. And greeting you at the door today is... None other than that unkillable dwarf wizard Bavadopolis back in the action, although down a few spells. And to my left. To his left, and slightly south, because I'm short. Way, way south. It's your boy Roy, played by Ryan, and I'm ready to play the game. Good, good. Ready to get at this nice brand new table. Ooh, that is a smooth table. Refinished. Oh, it's so nice, so fresh. And to his ethereal plane is your boy. That's right, is Jeff. Playing, of course, the gentleman, the skeleton, Mr. Grimm. Stop with all your kowtowing. It's time to go. Okay, fine. Nope. No tavern keeping today. I did my tavern keeping earlier. That's how I got the table finished. Wax on, wax off. So we find you guys battered and bruised after your last combat against some shadow beings. You vaccinated some measles and brought doom to my gloom. And you guys had just freed Comet from his web cocoon that they had him in. Comet is a gnome teacher of evocation. Great friends with Cupid. Yeah, huge friends with Cupid. Cupid, he doesn't get along much with Donner or Blitzen, but they're kind of a clique, you know? And something that we will do real quick, as Daedalus is kind of administering to Comet, trying to get him back up and working, you guys take this moment to loot. That's right, there's loot. Yes. Evan is pointing it out. Evan was always good at pointing out when it's time to loot. We're going to begin with the most exciting thing that anybody listening to the show wants to hear, handing out loot. This is the loot from the last combat. I'm going to go ahead and throw it in this one because I... I have trained you guys not to loot. There's never loot. Don't waste your time. But there's been loot. And you totally missed it last time. Mm. So it's going to be with these guys. Because these guys are slaver looty boys. And they've got all sorts of stuff. Next to Comet in various cocoon sacks, you find four art objects worth 250 gold piece each. You find a potion. And after a little bit of testing, you see that it is a potion of climbing. Hey. I think that this game can't suffer uh, the testing of potions, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what they are. You also have Star with you who can tell you what they are immediately. Mm. There is a scroll of Misty Step, a greater potion of healing, two regular potions of healing, and a bundle of plus one ammunition. Oh, a fun side note. I gave... Daedalus, all our previous potions of healing. So I don't know how many you've used of that or if you were keeping track, but you should have. 
Because I gave them to Daedalus. Okay, I haven't used any of his potions of healing, just his lay on hands. How many did you give him? Three? Three regulars? Okay. Grim doesn't carry things. That's true. I do, but <laughs> I only have pockets. I don't have yeah. a bag or a satchel. Okay, so there's two regular potions and one greater. Who wants to take them? Oh, sorry, there's more. The Gloomweaver himself had eight 100 gold piece gems and a potion of vitality. We don't have time to dally over this. Divide it equally. So we each get a painting, we each get two gems. Does that mean Daedalus too? You're handing Daedalus loot. Oh, shit. But you did say four. Yeah, and there mm. isn't four. <laughs> Technically, there's five. It doesn't break down easily to three. I feel as though Daedalus goes... Daedalus doesn't want it. Daedalus turns it down. He, he says, I'm good. I've got plenty. Well, and since four of us only includes Evan, and it divides to four evenly... <laughs> I would include Evan in that. And I know mm -hmm. that as a player, that's a shysty move. But as a character, it is just the still a shysty move. I mean, the DM will call out meta if you try to argue it on anything other than, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it? Well, uh, I, I want that. And considering Evan did pull his weight. Tell you what, Evan gets a fair share unless Roy, the other rogue, can beat Evan at a sleight of hand. <laughs> I'm going to walk up to Evan. Say, Evan, do you need any of these things? I, I would love healing potions. I was going to say, we're doing sleight of hand checks? As he holds in the blood that is just kind of coursing out. How about this? I will give you my own greater healing potion that I currently have. And you can give me that painting and those two gems. Oh, Evan's a fancy boy. He knows the conversion rate there, bud. That's <laughs> true. But he also understands the idea of supply and demand. And right now he demands healing. <laughs> Fair enough. Or I can let you die. Daedalus is going to, you're not going to fight amongst each other. And he does point to Evan and he says, I believe that you get paid a stipend based on your master's <laughs> gains. I glare over at Daedalus as Grim and go, you believe I pay him? <laughs> Evan says, yes, he does not. You don't know where we're from. He keeps what he gets. Evan, I'm poor. Make a persuasion check, Roy. <laughs> 17. Based on what you just said, he says, where golden gems doesn't hold as much sway. I would imagine so. He says, I really do like this painting. It reminds me of home. Does it? What is it? It's a very nice painting that looks like home. He points to it and he says, this is a painting of the Queen of Mira al Vellante a hundred years ago. Well, you know, take a mental picture and uh, hand that over. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? You can hold on to it until I need to buy something. Evan says, I will graciously give you all these things, because frankly... I don't want to carry them. However, I give them to you for a favor. Are you buying me? Avil tells you he very much is. <laughs> I look at Avil and she knows I'm looking at her. And I put a skeletal finger to my skull. 
Avil shakes her head at you, no. And uh, she says, if you accept a favor... I know how you people work. Figuring that out, are you? What What do you you mean, mean, you you people? people? You know exactly what I mean, you people. The Fae, if I must spell it out. Evan is standing there with a look at his eye, like, do you want it? Let's hear this first. No, no, it's a favor to be named later. To be named later? Yes. How much are these paintings? They're 250 each. It's actually a lot of money. It is more money than Roy has seen that he can just have. (laughs) (laughs) Roy takes the cork off the greater healing potion and just starts to tip it. To put it into concrete terms, you are taking two gems and this thing. It is 450 total gold that you're trying to get out of him. Yeah. Out of the 450 that I already have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What does Roy do? What'd you say? I was being fair and you're being greedy. Oh, I am. I'm poor. All right, Evan. I'll take that one. I'll take this hit. Deal. And he hands you everything. There's still a scroll of Misty Step, a potion of climbing. You gave the potion of greater healing to Evan? Yes, I did. I am taking it out of my equipment. There's two in play. There's yours and the new one. He gave him his original one. So the new one's still floating. As Grim, I go... As far as the health potions are concerned, we'll divide them. Bop, you need them more, obviously, with your foolish decisions. You can take the greater, Mm. I'll take a lesser, and Roy will also take a lesser. Deal. That works for me. Evan says, deal! Bottoms up as he drinks the one that Roy just handed him. I rolled real well, so give 17 hit points back to Evan. Okay, so the potion of vitality and the greater healing potion went to Bop. The healing potion, regular ones, got split between Roy and Grim. The ammunition has been yanked by Evan because nobody wanted it. The potion of climbing went to Mr. Grim. And the art and gems were mostly spread out, though Roy has taken Evan's via a deal. Also, Roy has the scroll of Misty Step. That is the loop. Roll Perception. You add wisdom to your perception? Yes. So Evan doesn't do well with a 9. 13. I do better with a 17. 17, Bop? 21. He did roll an at 20, though. So Bop, while everyone's kind of splitting up loot, you get this needling thought in your head. And you remember that several episodes back, (laughs) which is to say yesterday, a certain... Missing teacher of conjuration magic warned you all going into this crisis to mm. please not cast conjuration spells. Mm. And Bob, you cast grease. No, oh, I did. And you realize that it has been several minutes, and your grease spell, even though you've lost concentration and you cast it a little while ago, is still there. And when you go to check on your grease pile, you realize that it's not a grease pile. As you get closer to it and you see through it into the void. Because your grease pile has turned into a rift. And you can hear the gibbering mouths of demons on the other side. And they're coming uh, closer. Hey, guys. Uh, you might want to grab the tables and like just kind of plate them over the hole that I just made in reality. What? Why? Uh, you used a conjuration spell. Maybe. Uh, 
Now, I like now, Greece it now makes guys, a now, now, now is now. It's a rift now, right? I couldn't just freeze it. It's a rift. It's it is a it is the size of Greece in the floor, and he can hear things coming closer. I'm basically saying, unless you guys want to immediately get into another combat, you're gonna probably have to take your shit and go. Star is already trying to get Comet up with Daedalus and move toward the other door that you guys can go through. Grim and Evan go over and with Bop, because I'm sure he's trying right now, we flip like two tables on top of it. And then I grab Bop by the front of his armor, whatever type of armor he's wearing. I grab my wicker furniture, my wicker furniture, grab his wicker furniture armor. And I go, it's time to go. And then we dash off. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, Roy throws a chair over on top of it because, you know, <laughs> he can't pick up a table. <laughs> and I head off after them. I don't think any of you guys can pick up a table. As we leave the room, I cast Arcane Lock on the door. Oh, okay. That'll slow them down. Uh, I, I hope. I hope. Comet and Star... Star's kind of helping Comet limp along. He's like, I think it's probably important for me to tell you that I'm completely out of spells. You're not alone in this. I don't have all that many left. Damn. Where's the newest place for us to rest? Um, well, last I had heard, uh, from what I understand, if, if things haven't changed too much, I don't know how long I've been out, but, uh, me and a couple of the other masters had... Uh, set up shop in the uh, evocation field, and we were using it to use the range to our advantage. We were running out of spells, but we were using it as like a killing field. And then uh, there's a group of uh, things from the Fire Realm that seem to be aiding us over near the housing for the students. So if we just go across the way we're going, uh, it should be safe. Lead the way. Comet, where's the headmaster? Uh, no one's seen him. When was the last time anyone saw him? Uh, when everyone split up right before the tower fell. Uh, we think he was in the tower. We need to go a little faster then. Yeah, so you guys head toward the housing? I start chanting. I said lead the way, and I meant it. Lead the way. Comet and Star limping forward toward the housing that you guys went and saved the students in earlier. I see them limping. I turn back and go, Evan, help them. Evan walks back, scoops up the gnome, because he's just a gnome, <laughs> and starts going at a pretty quick pace, because Evan can do that. You you, you got... Uh, you filthy. What the fuck are you? You got horns. Evan glares at him. He, he kind of... He's like, if I had spell slots, you'd cure my... Wounds? That would be great. Does this exchange take a while? No, no, we're doing it while we're running. Yeah, we're moving. I love it. And Comet just sort of runs out of energy and kind of flops into his arms. You guys find yourself in front of the housing where a strange barricade has been erected in front of the housing. And from behind the barricade, you see the glow of flames. Are you going to make me acrobatics roll to hop over this? And is there fire right on the other side? Is it visibly directly on the other side? There's the glow of flame above what essentially looks like a hastily erected barricade of students' beds and, like, wooden furniture that seems to have been piled from inside the housing. There are slots 
And from just beyond, you hear a gruff voice say, in common, You, declare your plane of existence or be destroyed! Bop. You know that accent. You know these people are the Azer. Hey! How's the brothers from another mother doing? So do I. Damn it. Azer. You do, yes. Hey guys, how's it going? Declare your plane! Uh, dwarf. Uh, where this tower used to be. Mortal realm. <laughs> the mortal realm, okay. Let us in, you fools. We don't have time. A makeshift door made out of a coffee table swings open, and an Azer is waving you guys in. Evan shoots a glance at me like, um... And I shoot a glance at him that says, button it up. <laughs> button it up? Yeah. It up. Hold your shit together. Evan sort of looks at you nervously, and he nods like he gets it. Let's go. We rush in with everybody. Yes. Being a gentleman, because I don't flex this often, I let Star go first. Uh, <laughs> Star goes forward and is like, um, are you... She kind of looks at Comet, and these people are... They're, they're going to help us? I put my hand on the small of her back, and I push her through the door. <laughs> go on, girl. Avil to Roy says, This is good news, Roy. Th- these are allies. Are they? Yes, in more ways than one. How so? Asia are not hostile creatures. They might try to shyster you in a deal, but they're on our side in the Feywar. They've been providing us with weaponry. Would they be able to help us find the compass? Uh, possibly. They are very talented craftsmen. Let's go. In fact, the compass is of their make. That is important. You guys are shuffled in, and a bunch of Azer kind of have weapons, like, ready, and are looking at you dangerously, but they're not being hostile, and one of them steps forward to greet Bop. Declare your clan, lad. While you get yourself together, Azer, in case anybody doesn't know, are sort of Fire Realm dwelling dwarves. They have flames for beards and hair, and they are very hot. Like, sexy. No, I mean, they're, like, literally hot. They can mold metal with their hands. Cool. I am Bopidopolis, holder of Home Carver, of Clan Home Delver. You're Sirokoich, lad. Yes. He waves his hand and immediately the Azer put their weapons away. And they go back to manning this fucked up wall. You guys can go into the housing unit that you guys were in before. Not Grim, because Grim wasn't with you at the time. But you can go in. Yeah. Uh, we walk forward. Me and Evan casually walk in. Basically one of those... <laughs> <laughs> doing our best to just, like, not draw... Not draw attention to one of yourselves. Yep. So, the good news is, is that neither one of you wears, like, banners or colors. <laughs> this is the good news. Yeah. And even though I am stunningly recognizable, maybe they just hadn't seen me before. They might not have. You did say they're dwarves, correct? Basically. Okay, cool. My cloak of elven kind will not upset them. No. No, it won't matter. And I was going to say, the one person who has the goggles that would piss everyone off here is not here. Oh, that's right. (laughs) 
So, what news from outside the barricade? Well. Shit's bad. Yes, we know. It's like we've met Gloomweavers. We faced several demons. The humans that used to inhabit the school, we find occasional glimpses of them. We, as I point to the gnome, here's one of the old professors from this place. And as he's pointing to the gnome, Evan lifts the gnome up like this one and then goes, I'm going to take him inside now. And he does that. Yeah. And now I don't have to talk as either one of them because I have too many NPCs in play. (laughs) Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. Grim follows along with Evan also because he doesn't really need to be a part of this conversation. Nor does he wish to. Exactly. The less interaction, the better. That's the way Grim sees it. He's not ready for a fight right now, so... I lean in and whisper, Have you heard about the compass? Ah. I understand that uh, one of the ships we built uh, somehow ended up on your realm. Is it here? Is it true? Yes, the remnants of it are. Hmm. Apparently it was transporting something a bit energetic. Hmm. Right. I understand the thing we have all been looking for is here. Yes. I, I regret to inform you that I can only have give so much help. It's taken nearly all of our strength to just hold this position. It's hell out there. We've driven most things back, and a lot of the extraplanar creatures find it not worth their time to try to attack us. They've gone after easier prey. Mm. It's chaos, though. I've never seen... <sighs> We've been fighting a war across the plains, and it's still not as crazy as what's happening in this field. The Master's here. That Master? Uh, no, the uh, the other Masters. They No one's seen this Headmaster yet. The other Masters, uh, there were one or two of them that showed up. I believe one of them was the gnome he just took in. He had a friend with him who went back out there to see if he could save more people. But, uh, we never saw him. Not not since. It's been hours. Well, where did they come from? Maybe we should go where they have not been. He headed toward the field. I believe his plan was to head to the front to make sure that everyone made it out before the, uh, before the separation began. Before we were allowed in. There was a portal here that reopened, and uh, this seemed a defensible position. Also, there were several students who had never made it out. Mm. And the DM is basically going to tell you that at this point, you may choose to chase after this teacher, or you can take a rest. At this point, the player Jeff will say... Grim's not ready to fight. Okay, maybe Grim will say it. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this teacher? He was a hobgoblin of some type. He told told us his name was Fow. Star, what does he teach? Fow. He's, he's, He's the teacher of illusion magic. He's probably the most capable to stay alive out there because he won't fight. Hmm. Well, he can probably segregate himself and disguise himself for something. We at least need a half rest. We do need another teacher. All the masters have been very... It looks like if Common is out of firepower, then I'm really worried about any other masters out there. 
We need him to open up the thing downstairs. You need at least one more headmaster. If you use currently, if you have Star and Comet, you have enough to open the door. You need three. Fow is the only other one you've heard about so far. The headmasters that you met, you believe that Nebula is gone. You haven't seen Aegis Stratus since he led the students outside, so there's a good chance that he never came back in. The illusion teacher is the one who is off on his own at the moment that the Azer are telling you about. You have Comet, though he is out of spells, but he can still help you if you need to open the door. The only other teacher that nobody knows about is Allura Luna, the enchantment teacher. Hasn't the group met Allura Luna? Not me, but hasn't everybody else? Everyone met him, yeah. You haven't met anyone because Aegis Stratus and Horizon kind of banished you for a little while. Yep. Dennis, how good are you with a horse? I'm amazing with a horse. How good are you with a lance? I'm... <laughs> Look. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that I'm good with it. But I want to tell you that I've been really off my game lately. I think you people are cursed. I think I have the makings of a plan. I want you to know that if it involves me doing a melee attack... The history in the last few hours has said that it's not going to work out. There's always hope, Daedalus. There's always hope. What have you got, Bob? I still got Phantom Steed left. And I can certainly build one hell of a lance. Okay. So, what does that mean as far as your guys' choice of action here? You guys going to take a moment to rest? You can rest an hour, you can rest eight hours... But there will be ramifications to your choice. I can't get any spell slots back unless I take a full eight-hour rest. And you guys are completely tapped. I'm totally tapped except for my... uh, I can gain back like four or three more spell slots, I think. Yeah, Daedalus has a little bit more healing that he can throw around. But that'll be the end of it. And you guys will be back to potions. Avil just ate. How am I looking? You don't heal from that. She does. Not health-wise, slot-wise. I'm going to say no, man. They're just measles. All right. I'm putting you guys all at the weak point. If Bop wants to cast his steed for Daedalus, I'll go out with him. I like this plan. This is a good plan. Are we splitting the party? The DM says with tears in his eyes. We might be. Might have to. Daedalus is going to be the words of wisdom, and he says, look... I'm not going to lie. I don't like our chances going out there. You'd be better off if everyone went. But the truth is, is I'm looking at you guys and I'm thinking you guys should rest and maybe I can go out there. If we can go and get that teacher and bring him back, it should be pretty easily done. I'm going to, out of character I guess, because Grim walked away, but I'm going to tell you right now that I have played an illusionist. I'm relatively familiar. If he's out there... Being an illusionist, he's either going to be drawing the most or the least attention to himself. So you have a 50-50 <laughs> shot of either like, oh, there he is, that torrent of terror, or I have no idea where he is and I may never find him. Yeah. Star relays that bit of wisdom, in fact, because she's good for this. If he's not wanting to be found, you won't find him. That being said, he, he probably will recognize you guys and come... Come if he find he'll find you before you find him, but if he's out there, he might need help. Well, can you tell us exactly where he is and we can go straight there and bring him back? She gets a terrified look in her eye and she says, I have to go with you and I don't want to. 
You can't just sense him from here? I could point you in the direction, but it's a big campus. And there's no telling that he'll be there by the time you get there. I have a steed that moves 100 feet around. We're good. <laughs> yeah, you can haul ass. That's my plan. My plan is to haul ass. So, is that the thing? She's going to point you in a direction, and you guys are all going to go? Or is Jeff staying behind? Jeff is staying behind. He's not even a part of this conversation. Oh, okay. Y'all can stay, and me and Daedalus can go. I will say one thing. Mr. Grimm and Evan will be willingly choosing to stay behind in enemy territory, essentially, without anyone to defend them. I'm aware, but okay. <laughs> in concept of game, I already took the action of walking away. So unless yeah. you make a conscious effort to come retrieve me, I have no options here. Daedalus did say that he believes that if you guys are all going out, he thinks you all should. So Daedalus would come and find you and give you that option. Absolutely. He kind of goes to inform you of what the plan is. And when he comes and tells me what the plan is, I go, Listen. I was a formidable warrior on the fields with just a sword in hand. But currently, I am not the same warrior that I once was. And it is not below me to admit that. Without arrest, we're all in a lot of danger of dying. And only that horse can move quickly, and it could not possibly carry all of us. Nope. Daedalus says, then come out here and help me convince them of that. Because <sighs> you're right. I walk out. What is this plan of trying to take us all out there right now? I don't want to take us all out there. I have to be on the horse. I can probably get at least one other person on the horse. Maybe two with Roy. This is a smash and grab. This is not get stuck in and engage. Maybe let's not conjure any other things also. We all know how well that went last time. Mine isn't. Mine's actually illusion. Really? Phantom Steed, yeah. Oh, Phantom. Phantom Steed is illusion. Daedalus raises his hand and says, I could summon... Never mind. I could summon a horse. Damn it, we should have caught that nightmare. How far away is this evocation place? The field is only, like, a few hundred yards out. You can see it if you look out. Like, you can see the evocation field. Yeah. Imagine a football field away is a football field. Ah. That means it would take, literally, if it's a few hundred yards... It would take a minimum of 500 if you're counting just less than a few hundred yards. It's just less than 200 yards. And that's only the general direction he was. It's 500 feet, so that's five rounds. I'm willing to go out and get the teacher with Daedalus, and I guess Bob, since we need the horse. Yeah, and, and I have to be on the horse, or I have to be within 10 feet of the steed to do the steed, so. I look around to see how close the Azer are. And then I grab Roy by the by the front of his armor, and I grab Bot by the front of his armor, and I pull them in very, very closely, so that we're all like <laughs> right, like head to head. I'm I'm bent down for this because they're both very short compared to me. You're very hunched down. <laughs> yeah, you're six foot six and one six is quite bent over. Yes, and so we're all like face to face to face. And I go, listen, going out there. 
unless it is a very precision strike, is very deadly. Staying in here, for me, without you, as I shake Bob, is somewhat deadly to me. Reveals chuckling. <laughs> we need the teacher, Grim. We need to survive, Roy. Survival really outweighs finding this teacher. How fast can you move, Grim? How fast can you move? I have no spells. I can only move it. Whatever the equivalent of 30 feet around is. <laughs> so you'd have to put him on a horse. Actually, I can move up to 60 feet around because of double move. But still, that's not as fast as a horse because a horse could double move also, which means they can make it there. Actually, come to think of it, in as little as three rounds. But Daedalus says that you have three options. The first option is that you rest, and it is the smartest choice. And he looks you all deeply in the eye, especially Roy, who he lingers on. He's like, Roy, I know you don't want to, but you should rest. Your second option, if resting is that distasteful to you, is to summon a horse and put two of you on it and go. And you don't fight anything. You just go. And if you can't find him, you come back before you run out of speed. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. If you can't get him quickly, you leave. Don't fight. The third option, and the one that I think, is that I will go out alone. Because I am designed to deal with this. And you guys can still rest. If it is necessary to get him, which I must bear you in mind that he is the most survivable of the wizards out there. An illusion magician is a hard-to-pin-down creature. If it is necessary to get him right now, send Daedalus. I think that we can bear the weight. Fine. Yeah, you guys are in a position where an hour wait would totally put a couple of you back in, but definitely Grim. Yeah, not me. Not a fucking It doesn't lick. help him at all. And if you leave without him, Grim's going to be in trouble. Fine. Daedalus, come here. Daedalus comes to Bob. What's up, Bob? What do you got? Long strider, Daedalus. Long strider. Moves <laughs> an extra 10 feet. Kind of gives himself a little hop, skip, jump. It does this for an hour. He says, okay. And he, he grabs Roy by the shoulder. He's like, rest up. If I'm not back... By the time you guys have healed up, well, honestly, I don't have any advice. And he just runs off. <laughs> Azer, where is the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> the Azer point to inside the building and say, uh, second door on the right. Thank you. Roy heads off to the bathroom. And as he does so, he raises the hood on that cloak of Elvenkind. And he stealths away to go after Daedalus. <laughs> yep, roll stealth. there it is. <laughs> would you like a roll? I would like a roll. Do all of us players roll against that? Roll a perception, or is it against uh, static perception? How out of the way are you going to do this? I'm going to basically... Walk into the direction that he pointed me, and then I am going to 
you know, open the door and whatever, and then I'm going to throw on the hood and come back out. Yeah, then it will be against the other players. That gives you advantage on stealth rolls, right? I was about to say before he said that, while he was talking, I would slink away, because I'm just going to not be in direct contact with these Azer. Yeah, you and Evan are going to keep to yourselves, I'm sure. Yeah, as that goes anyway, that's a nat 20. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, I'll roll against it for funsies, why not? (laughs) Okay. Plus 10. Well, I rolled a 19. It's not good enough. You move at 75, right, if you're just flat out running? I believe so, yeah. It's three movements? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to outpace you just a little. That's fine. As long as I can see him, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This isn't that 20 stealth, though, so you're right on his ass. What does Bop do? We know what Grim and Evan are up to. What is Bop doing while this happens? I go look for metallic materials. Okay. So we will assume that you guys get an hour rest here, at least. So if you get something for an hour rest, go ahead and do it. I get a hit die. I guess we're going to take you guys out of this for a little bit while I do some shit with Ryan. Hey. Within that time? That's an hour? Yeah, I'm going to say that they didn't know you left, so they're definitely going to be there for an hour before they even notice. Okay. It's a real long shit, is what you took, and they didn't think anything about it. You know those halflings, they like their food. So, Bob, what are you doing? You find some material. The Acer have, like, stockpiled every bit of scrap metal that they could find if it wasn't helpful in building the wall, they piled it up. And you can even see another Azer kind of like trying to make spears, heads, and arrowheads and shit. I make a new set of armor. Oh, you need a day's rest before you can do that again, my friend. Do I? Alright, so I go sneak out of the compound. <laughs> what? Because you still have the armor you have, but... I know. But no, the thing is, unless I do an eight-hour rest, I don't get my spells back. Because I was checking. So we're either here for eight hours... Yeah. Yeah, same for me. That's what he wants, so... I'd have to be asleep for the next six hours to get my spells back. Okay. I have to go dormant for four hours and then just sit around for the other four, but luckily enough, that gets to start right now. Because it's literally just not heavy movement. It's the only rest I need. I actually have to sleep. So... Yeah. Since we're not going anywhere, Bob's going to go find a corner and go to bed. Okay. Wake me up if something attacks the wall. The Azer that you walked by just sort of gives you a slow nod. Sure thing, bud. So you and Evan are kind of getting ready to do your meditations. And you found one of the dorm rooms that's empty. Mm-hmm. And you guys step into it and Evan just looks in and he says, I call top bunk, sir. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> and he climbs up top and he just sort of lays there for a bit. And he's like, so what's your plan if they figure out who you are? The Azer? Yes. Well, to be honest with you, our battle, as you've told me, was losing anyway. I wasn't in it for the Raven King. I was always in it for myself. I would do my best to break ties with the Raven King and negotiate our amicable existence. How many Azer did we see coming in here? There is a group of 20. It's a small strike team. Because uh, in all my experience in battle, I know that right now, without the rest, you and I are not capable of taking out 20 Azer. 
nor are we that capable of escaping. There's nothing in it for us to stay on that side of the war, sir. It's a lost cause. Maybe. And a devilish grin creeps across his face, which is weird to see, but you know it. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe Grim can work his way into a different bit of power. I hear the rightful king shares a name anyway. (laughs) Happy to hear you have that feeling, sir. And Evan puts his head on the pillow and it doesn't take long before you hear the quiet sound of snoring. Get your rest. Roy. You're making rapid way across the field following behind Daedalus, who is moving a little faster than you due to his long legs and Bop's spell. You find that you're losing ground, but he's definitely with an eyesight. He's wearing golden shining armor and his sword fucking glows. He is not inconspicuous and you get the feeling that's not going to work out in his favor in the long run. And it doesn't take long before he starts to cross across the evocation field. And a little ways away from that, you see the ruins of the library, the library tower that you fought the Vrock in next to Dylan. And out of that ruins, you see a stack of stone kind of get toppled over and a large, dark-skinned giant kind of looks out and you can see him moving to engage Daedalus and you see that Daedalus has not seen him yet. Roll initiative. You are 100 feet from both of them. 20. Damn. Yeah. Oh, I get bonuses against giants. Daedal- oh, Daedalus got a nat 20. Ooh. Mine isn't natural. Yours isn't natural? Okay. Avil tells you she gets cold as like you feel her say this word with a great weight on it, and she says, Fomor. Fomar? Ancient giant enemies of the Fae. It's a shame Grim wasn't here. We would have taken pleasure in killing that one together. Would have been a rare moment of bonding. Guess it's up to me and you, then. We haven't seen one in ages. I imagine he'll be quite tasty. Indeed. Go! Because Daedalus just moves. Daedalus doesn't see it yet. So you're saying I get a surprise round? If you can get within range, yeah. You're 100 feet away. I don't know what kind of range you have. I don't need to get within range. I'll just blast. Go ahead and roll an attack. I just want a side note. For this one round, Daedalus gets far as fuck away. Oh, very much so. Well, like I said, the Fomorian is set up to kind of cut him off. That's a 15 and an 18? 15 and an 18? Yeah. Two hits. That's 15 total. 15 damage? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and ping those right off his big fucking head. Alright, 15 damage. So 15 damage to the Fomorian, and you see the blast kind of just shoot to the side, and Daedalus perks his head up to see both A, that you're following him, and B, that you just nailed an enemy, and Daedalus immediately brings his weapon and shield to bear and looks at the Fomor. Pay attention, idiot. I told you to stay back, Roy. And if I did, you'd be dead. Fair. And the giant comes running in at Daedalus. 
Two hits on Daedalus. Dear lord. Ooh. Daedalus takes 38 damage. Ouchie. Yeah. But Daedalus did use the rest of his healing on himself, so at least he's starting this fight off. Pretty good. Anyway, it is Daedalus' turn. Daedalus casts Branding Smite again. And Daedalus attacks him twice. That's a hit. That's a hit. If I got a surprise round on that giant, why did he get to hit Daedalus? It gives you advantage. Okay. That's all surprise does. Okay. You hit him, so it didn't matter. And Daedalus does 17 damage to the giant, hitting him twice and using Branding Smite. The giant has a dim glow around him and can't go invisible. It's your turn, Roy. What luck that that giant can't go invisible. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move up. How close can I get? You're only like 20 feet away from the battle now. Okay, cool. I'm going to move up and run behind it, and I'm going to hit it with Booming Blade. You're still 20 feet away at the end of your round, if you move full out. All right, in that case, I'm gonna. I'm still going to move up, but instead I'll cast Frostbite. Okay, so that's a move... A dash and a frostbite? Yep. Okay. So you are about 40 feet away. Yeah. And go ahead and do your spell. That's a con save 15. Con save? Okay. That's a 15. Meets and beats? Yeah. Giants are good at constitution. Noted. Cole just splashes across his face and nothing happens. Mm Mm-hmm. Avil says that's probably not the best method of attack. Thanks for the warning. You move very quickly. One of us has to. <laughs> Literally only one of us can. <laughs> Giant turns to you, Roy, and he casts Evil Eye. I need you to make a DC 14 charisma check. As I recall, not Roy's strong suit. It should be okay, because charisma's a warlock thing. Oh, no, I lied. <laughs> Whew, 15. <laughs> Alright, so you take half of 26 psychic damage, you take 13. Daedalus' turn. Daedalus just attacks him. He hits with one, misses with the other. He does nine damage, and he steps back 30 feet closer to you. It's your turn, Roy. Cool. We'll try this again. I'm going to cast Toll the Dead. Toll the Dead? Yeah. That is a whiz save 12. Okay. Better choice, as you hear the scream come from Avil again. Wisdom save, 12? Yep. That's a hit. 18 damage. Nice. Necrotic. Necrotic. Okay. Now it's the giant's turn. The giant turns to strike at Daedalus again. So the Fomorian strikes at Daedalus. He misses. But he then turns to you, Roy, and Avil says, Oh no, Roy, brace yourself. As the eye looks at you again, I need you to make another DC 14 charisma saving throw. 15 again. Alright. Thank goodness for that plus four. <laughs> Rather than take damage this time, you feel your skin sort of malform and grow grotesque as like these lumps kind of crawl up your arm. But you exert your will, and Avil helps, and it kind of goes away as he tries to curse you with the evil eye, which would have made you lumpy and deformed and shitty on all your checks. 
Gross. This is the power that Bruce uses. To a greater extent. He should use it more. Okay, Daedalus' turn. Daedalus, he's just going to swing at him. That's a hit. That's a hit. He's going to expend his last spell slot to use Divine Smite. Does 25 damage. He swings. He smites him again. And then once again, it is Roy's turn. At this point, Roy's going to reach down into his pouch and bring out an alchemist fire. Okay. And we're just going to toss that at him. It's an improvised weaponry provision with them. Not that I recall. 16 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. Cool, I'm going to go ahead and throw that at his feet. And that is 3 damage. And he is now on fire. Yes. Alright, so he takes 3 damage and he is on fire. And I dash back. Good call. Giant swings 2 more times at, at Daedalus. That's a hit. That's a miss. He does 19 damage. Just smacks into Daedalus. Daedalus keeps putting his shield up, but you're just watching every time that, that club comes down on Daedalus' shield, you can see that Daedalus is quickly running out of fucking energy. I would imagine so. Yeah. Out of game, what's it got left? The giant. Out of game? A lot. Is a giant. That's not good. He's bloodied, but not by much. Alright. He's also not done. He looks at you, and you need to make another charisma save. He needs to make a dex save. He fails. So it's another... How much damage? Another d4, so this would be two. Okay. And so you need another charisma from me? Yeah. 18. Alright. Half of that psychic damage. This time you take... 13. Daedalus! Alright, Daedalus is like, Roy, uh, thanks for coming out here, but I think you might have just come out here to die with me. That's another 8 damage to the giant. The giant has taken 97 damage at this point. He has a total of 149 health. Alright. My turn? Yeah. Roy's gonna reach down into his pouch again. Okay. And bring out something that we've all seen before. Yeah? Yeah. Bring out an an old favorite. I'm going to flick a bead of force at him. Okay. Roy's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve that you don't bring out enough. Well, being low on spells at this moment, <laughs> got to start doing that. So on a DC 15. He doesn't add anything, but you know what he rolled? 15? Yeah. Cool. Well, I tossed it right in front of him, and it's still going to expand, so it's just going to bounce him backwards a bit. How far? It is a sphere's transparent force and closes the area for one minute. Any creature that failed to save is inside. Creatures that succeed or are partially within the area are pushed away from the center of the sphere until they are no longer inside it. Okay. So, guess that's up to you. There's a ball of force in between you and Daedalus. Daedalus turns to move toward you. And Avil says, run, Droy. They're big, slow, and stupid. Alright. I'm gonna run, but I'm still gonna take pots hots at it. Okay. <laughs> you went, so, but it's the giant's turn. It gets up, because it's prone, and then it moves around thing, and it's chasing after Daedalus. Daedalus has moved to your side. With Longstrider, he's grabbed you, 
And unless you resist him, he's just grabbing you and literally picking you up and running. I let him do so. Now I know what Bruce feels like. As he puts you on his shoulder and starts to run, heading toward the library. The ruins of it. Yeah, it's nice, right? And it's your turn. As we're running, I'm going to Eldritch Blast back at it. Okay. Because I got the range on that boy. There's a 9 and a 20. One hits. That's good, 13. Damage? Yeah. Okay. Square in the chest. Roy, I need you to make that charisma save again. As he tries to hit you with that curse of the evil eye again. 20. Alright. You are still going to take the damage. You resist the curse again. 18 more damage, Roy. That one was higher than the rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, it's half. Oh, so nine? Yes. Still looking real bad. It's not looking good. The good news is it's Daedalus' turn, and he moves faster than the giant. And he just runs. And that puts him out of the range of the evil eye, and you guys are running away from an angry Fomor, heading into the ruins that it came out of, and Daedalus is huffing and puffing and going, Damn it, Roy. I told you to stay behind, and man, am I glad you fucking didn't listen. I tend to do that. I noticed. This is a fucked up day, man. From the looks of things, it can only get worse, Daedalus. and thank you again for following us on our journey through another episode of Torchlit Tavern. You've listened all the way to Arc 3, we hope. If not, you can always go back and catch up on what you've missed. First of all, myself and the rest of the members of the Torchlit Tavern would like to say thank you to everyone who listens to us. We love telling our stories, we love your engagement, and we love to entertain you guys, so thank you. Don't forget that if you do enjoy our podcast, please like us, rate us well, Share us. Tell your friends about us. We have no designs on any grand empire, but we do like telling our story, and we'd like to share that with as many people as possible. And you, our beloved listeners, are the gateway through which we can do that. If you're looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcasting service. If you want to engage and find a little bit of extra interaction with the Torchlit Tavern, you can search Torchlit Tavern on Facebook or Twitter. And we have established a Patreon at patreon.com slash Torchlit Tavern. If you'd like to go that little extra mile for us, you can do so there, and we will kick back to you with monthly content updates. This could be anything from narrative expansions, world lore, or even just an insight into the characters of the world themselves. And last but not least, if you want to chat with, compliment, or ridicule one of our lovely players, you can find us at the following locations. All right, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, 
at something something master on Twitter. And you can find me, Ryan, aka Roy, at Ryan SCB Santos on Twitter. And I'm Randall, and if you want, you can follow my uh, inactive Twitter account <laughs> at Argo Omega, or you could just look at the Facebook, and I'll be there. This is Jeff, still playing the Jello Man Skeleton himself. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter that I never use at big underscore J underscore the bad man. You know, I think maybe I should have my own Twitter. You shut up. It's not time for this thing. God. You can definitely find me at the Torchlit Facebook. I'll be there. No, I'll be there. Somebody will be there. And thanks for tuning in. Fuck you, warlock. <laughs>